Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia and I'm joined with, uh, joined this, joining me this week is my fellow compadre Pramod Kumar Buravalli. As you, uh, as you can see, it took me three attempts to get um, the intro right. I know it's been uh, two weeks since we were last there, but like I was saying on our timelines and stuff, last Sunday was the Howdy Modi event in Houston and you know, uh, was helping uh, on the you know behind the scenes in the event as well we were all going for the event so the last weekend was entire entirely taken by that so we could not come up with a mind podcast but we are here and now mind podcast will be back on the weekly schedule with more updates we got a lot of guests who are slated to join us in the coming weeks to in the weeks to come uh, but this week we want to focus on all the events that have happened in Houston and New York on this side of the globe. We'll be talking a little bit about what's happened in India as well regarding, but this week we're going to be talking about Prime Minister Narendra Modi's visit to the United States, his interaction with Mr. Trump, what happened in the United Nations, what happened in Houston, in New York, everything. So, you know, I know a lot of you guys have been telling us to talk about it. So sit back the next 25, 30 minutes. That's all we're going to discuss about. But welcome back, Pramod. How's everything going? You are so jet-lagged. I think the Prime Minister took away all the energy from the NRG Stadium. <laughs> and I am I am also equally jet-lagged yeah. with all the uh, post-Modi visit wala issues that happened at University of Houston. Yeah. I know how untiringly you and your team worked. And it's, it's an absolute marvelous, stupendous uh, show of unity and sense of purpose closing of ranks at the right time yes. such an event could not have been pulled off unless that energy was really circulated amongst yourself because what I am told this was only planned after he got elected and by the time the sanction came in it was like end of June mm-hmm. when it was officially announced that the program was likely to happen it is un- 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 amazing unbelievable more than a a thousand volunteers uh i mean i cannot tell you how many countless hours people spent there i had the experience of looking at stuff at the howdy modi office and then at the nrg stadium people running back and forth performers getting ready more than 600 welcome partners and more than 50,000 attendees it was just oh yeah yeah, it was just unbelievable. Uh, I have never quite seen anything like this, let alone be a part of it uh, in attendance or behind the scenes. I was lucky to be on both the sides. But what was fascinating was there was a single sense of purpose. You know, people put their small differences aside, Joby questions and nothing, nothing. You know, there was only one goal. Make sure September 22nd is an event like no other. And that was... And people will keep talking about it as a template of success because at that scale, at the alacrity with which people and organizations uh, came together and put their best foot forward and their best foot soldiers forward, uh, it was there for everybody to see. Now, the, the template itself is, of course, on the stage, behind the stage, behind the scenes. So many agreements, so many sort of uh, nods of approval that this relationship has come of age. It was there for everybody to see. No, it I was just a 
Well, yeah, people, manifestation. People are joking because there were folks who were, you know, tweeting updates and stuff like that on their accounts that this is happening. This so someone, a lot of people are writing to us. They're like, "Are why are you guys, you know, not tweeting from your personal accounts? What's happening?" I'm like, I was like, "Buddy, if you're working behind the scenes, you are not having any time to tweet. <laughs> so follow the official Howdy Modi accounts. If 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 people are tweeting small small things about it, that means they are doing something else. But you know, jokes oh, yeah. a, jokes apart." Uh, I think let's break it down, right? There were three, three, three distinct components to this event. One was the community summit itself, which was about the whole um, you know, en- engagement about the Indian community and stuff. The second was Prime Minister Modi and President Trump, the their whole camaraderie and what it meant. And the third thing, which was what is the cultural, strategic, geopolitical significance of holding such an event of Prime Minister Modi and President Trump not only sharing the stage, them taking this lap of honor around Energy Stadium and so forth. So the first part is, of course, self-explanatory. This was a way of showing the India soft power, you know, showing what the Indian Americans meant to the society. Uh, went to the American society, how, how they fit in, you know, a lot of people call it, quote unquote, you know, uh, a model minority where, you know, amongst the Indian American community, there is the best of both worlds and so forth. And all that cliches will be there. But ultimately, um, what was on display also was uh, uh, showing, you know, on different aspects from the political aspect. To the um, uh, to the movies, the cultural side, to something like even like a yoga, you know, all of it was highlighted on the stage. But after that came the big event, Prime Minister Modi and President Trump, which President Trump's announcement came in a week before, you know, and I'm sure there was a lot of back channel negotiations going on between diplomacies and the organizers and stuff. But what was what is your take on this, Pramod? Who I I think India had the upper hand. This is for me gladdens my heart like anything as a proud Indian and a Hindu and a, a, as an inheritor of our Indic civilization that the president of the United States was not originally scheduled to be on the program just a week before it was announced that he is jumping onto the bandwagon and soaking in Modi's popularity and it was an unbelievable set of events that uh, turned in India's favor because it shows not just the soft power you mentioned, Hadith, Mm -hmm. it also shows that our might as a global power to be and a, a respectable and a peaceful rising power. We are not like China, we are not like any other country who wants to take power by, uh, you know, by force. This is a natural progression and it was an acknowledgement by all the bipartisan group of uh, senators and congressmen and ultimately Trump himself mm-hmm. on the influence that Indian Americans have silently, in a bold honor, this has been a very silent thing mm-hmm. under the radar where you, you put it right, you know, the yoga, the uh, the dance, the Bollywood, the the whole uh, music environment, not just that part, but also the way Trump acknowledged India's contribution to the security environment, mm-hmm. ultimately giving a complete full toss to Modi that, look, you know, Mr. Modi, I have so many things uh, to talk to you about. And it was like, a, you know, absolute great jugalband. You see, at the before the beginning, of the program uh, before Trump and Modi began to speak and the other speakers, mm-hmm. there was a Jugal Bandi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that uh, yes. really marvelous act. Mm-hmm. 
this was no no uh, this was just like that this was a, a camaraderie and a jugalbandi of international politics but, i cannot but let me ask mean, you this and this is yeah. fascinating there is also that might be the case but when it comes to american politics there is also jugalbandi within the republicans and democrats when it comes to india correct so, it is that kind of bipartisan a relationship that uh, from the beginning from the days of Narsimha Rao and Vajpayee with Bill Clinton then Jun- uh, Junior Bush then of course Obama reinforced that they all realized that mm. there has to be a very solid balance of power mm. between uh, China and the rest of the world and India can provide that and it is the it is the motherly it is the kind of nurturing power that provides to you know seek uh, a, a a sort of a factor and a solace to the uh, the terrestrial population in asia and africa it was a very big acknowledgement that is because the president of the united states need not necessarily be welcomed by his own people in his own country mm. and that is what happened can you believe it no, modi welcomed moment, president trump in that that moment <laughs> when prime when prime minister modi said this is my family This is my family, and you are being introduced or reintroduced to my family living in your country, which is what is kind of the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. When a visiting foreign dignitary as a head of the state welcomes you in your own country, can you believe that? Um, amazing, amazing. No, but I, I, man, I mean, Modi is a master of all that he surveys. But then I, I always see the subtle guna in him. You know, you remember um, Trump was. always talking about huge things you know uh, this is me doing things but there was no me in narendra modi it was just we i am learning so many things i am learning learning the art of negotiations from you it was such a humbleness and then in the end no but but one point pramod one point pramod i think it's very important for us to also acknowledge that there were two parts to prime minister modi's speech the first part was uh, the the introductory address in english and then the second part was the speech in hindi where you had a more assertive prime minister modi not because of the change in language is also but the content where almost you know uh, what it was like teaching president president trump a couple of things that these are the few things i have in uh, you know in my arsenal or in the indians have in their arsenal and you need to learn from them so it was it was two parts also that is called that, that is called respectful assertion respectful assertion mein ye hota hai ki main tumhari bhasha bhi janta hu aur meri bhasha bhi janta hu aur hamari bhasha alag hai and he chose to address the language debate and he chose to address that we are talking in the same language there are uh, things that we can sort it out as far as trade, trade is concerned and when uh, uh, trump addressed the uh, threat of radical islamic jihad uh, you know acknowledgement was there from the indian side also a rapturous applause so it was like a a, a sort of a, a situation where there was uh, unlimited and unconditional love and uh, admiration for each other and uh, just to you know summarize what i was saying he got down at the end of the his speech came down towards trump and i was affixated towards the screen and he said Can you thoda haath, haath dono ke chalo, ek bar round उड वेंट डिलेरियस आर इट हाउ आई मीन दिस इज वॉट कैन हाउ बिगर कैन दिस बी 
कुछ अगर हो जाए तो All the 60,000 people in the stadium. He he brought uh, people from Balochistan, from uh, Sindhudesh. There are people of Pakhtun origin, MQM. All those people came and sided with him and uh, did a counter protest as well. At the same time, the the people who had come in, uh, news is trickling and information is coming that these were people who are either uh, paid to dress up uh, or uh, paid to essentially act uh, like the protesters and. Ultimately, it fizzled out because it, it didn't co- get covered at all by any media. It was all about, uh, you know, how Modi went and enthralled the audience, and how uh, Trump uh, essentially wanted to uh, take that uh, stage away from Modi. But then both ended up uh, really uh, checkmating each other in a positive way. I'm being very respectful here because, you know, at the end of the day, both are showmen. You know, you you they know how to enthrall the art audience. Yeah. Uh, you know, one. one one has the innate ability to essentially express confidence in a different manner uh, whereas modi comes from a more, much more uh, of a homely humble sort of a uh, predisposition it was a very nice uh, show uh, the organizers uh, deserve all the credit uh, afterwards i'm told that they came back and cleaned up the stadium mm-hmm. that also juxtaposes our our way of doing things and how we always uh, treat nature and the environment with respect to uh, whereas the protesters or so called pakistani protesters mm-hmm. trashed and rubbish the place and uh, ended up uh, really making a joke of themselves so this is a very uh, you know poignant uh, reminder and uh, as you rightly called the indian immigrant community is the most ideal immigrant community anywhere in the world no, they have done human service yeah and i yeah. think it's not even about the 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 the, the event itself <laughs> it's also about the message right also the both of them were coming from very contrasting backgrounds uh, modi having just prime minister modi having just won an election president trump actually going into an election and then in this week pro- uh, probably even facing sort of a an impeachment issue and and, and 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 so forth but of course that was not known before the event and all but that is that is that is of course the case um, but prime minister modi also did a few interesting things um, the day before the event he there is a there was an mou signed between 
Western Indian companies. He met a group of Kashmiri pundits. He met a group of Sikhs. He met a group of um, uh, uh, folks from the Daudi Bora community, and uh, also volunteers. You know, we uh, I was a part of a group where that had photo opportunity, and it was an um, amazing experience just to interact even briefly with the Prime Minister. You know, the first thing that came into my mind was, how the hell does he get time to do all this, man? <laughs> No, he, my my daughter looked at the photo in which you were there, and she said there was like a glow in, on your face right behind you. Did you get cable gam because of that one photo, my friend? Oh, boy, no. <laughs> It was honestly we were joking. Boy, we were. It was. It was amazing. There was only only prime minister. Uh, only an interaction with Prime Minister Modi could have gotten us out of the energy stadium. And then you would not believe. We all after that at nine o'clock went back to the stadium. Yeah. And then we stayed there right. till, till we stayed there till we were told, "Okay, boss, now the stadium needs to shut down. You better go home." So it was that yeah. was that that was the wo, wo weekend ka mahali kuch aisa tha, you know. And uh, right. ha and uh, so the, uh, you know kudos to all the volunteers and everything and and but I don't think we are going to be uh, seeing such events on this scale anytime soon. But if we do scale, if we do see. in the history of if we are talking about you know uh, how like the wembley event and stuff houston will be if i'm not mistaken in the top 5 if, if not at the top and and that's that's what it's only going to get better for modi with the kind of global adulation he is getting yeah. uh, i i like to venture out and say that after uh, almost 60 to 70 years india has a leader and almost on the verge of being called a global statesman because he is definitely leading the charge on climate change okay. he is definitely leading yes. the charge you, you, you on global sanitation you are providing a perfect segue into part 2 so hold on folks in about 2 seconds we are going to start part 2 which is the concluding part where we are going to talk about the united nation general assembly the speech there the whole imran khan fiasco and you know um, you know going forward what once prime minister modi is back in india what this means in indian politics as well so stay tuned for part 2 So part two, we are going to talk about the United Nations General Assembly. Uh, across along the lines of the United Nations uh, General Assembly, Prime Minister Modi had a lot of meetings with different leaders of state and stuff. But ultimately, when it came to his own, um, you know, a speech, he talked about. It was a very fascinating speech. He talked about climate change. He talked about you know the threat of terrorism. He talked about you know global events, so so to speak, and how India could play a specific role. He made a very important point which i felt that if you look at the per capita carbon you know emissions or something india was not as far up as a lot of countries were where they were emitting a lot more but india is still leading the the f- charge leading the fight against climate change so those were fascinating things what did you think pramod well, yeah absolutely you know he talked about india giving the world buddha not war which is which kind of weird because we also gave, we also did smiling buddha huh, by the way <laughs> one by indra gandhi and one by uh, only his, you his only party. you could have come up with that line from buddha to smiling buddha <laughs> exactly you know buddha can smile and in a very funny way and when mahavira jaina and the buddha
Ashoka smile that is perfectly capable of producing an Ashoka or a Karavela so as uh, that's a no, no, very you, subtle you are, message no no no, 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 no. but one thing i have to since you brought up buddha and mahavira you they are both re- jainism and buddhism both represent at the top end and the you know uh, in in uh, or sorry as the religion of uh, one of india's greatest dynasty chandragupta maurya of course uh, died as a jain and his grandson ashoka died as a buddhist correct and and karavela karavela was the greatest jaina emperor so i yeah. i'm just saying that look that, that you have to understand how many different layers modi operated when and showed a spectrum in the united nations speech especially you know he painted a picture of how india rapidly changed which is trying to get this poverty thing the poverty porn or tourism as i call it mm. this mindset out of this western world that in just 5 years how many millions of toilets were built and 370 million bank accounts were were opened and and he essentially stressed on how 20 billion dollars were saved by checking corruption and what india needs from the world as well so when he list all of this the world gets uh, a, a sort of a boost uh, that look there's somebody in, in continuity governments in continuity have pu- pushed out millions and millions of people from poverty and they are looking to elevate themselves the middle class is looking to become upper middle class and he built that the storyline that by 2022 uh, how india would not have the uh, what you call as the, the proverbial homeless when he said we'll be building 20 million houses for the poor mm-hmm. and all of this is part of what the western world treats india with uh, tinted rose uh, glasses with this poverty uh, tourism that it conducts and modi again it's respectful accept assertiveness are this hmm. you know he said our endeavors are neither an expression of pity nor a pretense hmm. can you believe that hmm. and he said the truths are all for all for the entire world that is statesmanly like yaar i mean i don't know who translated that for him in english hmm. and how who was uh, given him the the but the underlying messaging because this man speak verbatim remember he had a, a small spat with the sushma swaraj divangat neta Sushmaji about the speech at United Nations five years ago. Mm. This man speaks from the heart, but then to deliver such a statesmanly address, uh, it shows the sense of achievement, and he ma- he managed to bring in so many uh, interesting aspects that are critical to the world about uh, bringing the ta- target. I, I remember, I think, 450 gigawatts of renewable energy, the Solar Alliance, the International Solar Alliance. uh it also initiated the coalition for disaster resilient infrastructure which is what remember where our people have really become experts mm-hmm. in disaster rescue and relief mm-hmm. you know we have deployed our people to uh, yemen we have deployed our forces to uh, you know many parts of the world to get people away from disaster rescue rescue them and rehabilitate them mm-hmm. you know it's a, it's a great speech one of the best speeches i've seen and to summarize it he says the fragmented world is in the interest of no one in the new era we'll have to give new direction to multilateralism and to the united nations so <laughs> there the fascinating thing you know the fascinating thing he didn't talk about uh, kashmir specifically in united nations but he talked about article 370 and removing it in houston um, which which was absolutely the case because kashmir is an internal issue of india and whatever we have with pakistan we'll take it but we there is in united nations is no you know we are not going to talk about that on the speech in united nations no because even today even today united nations uh, you know uh, resolution is the biggest monumental blunder done by nehru right exactly. you know today avisha said that uh, that mm-hmm. this is the monumental blunder but still it is an yeah. internal matter 
Absolutely. No, and, 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 and then you had Imran Khan, Imran Khan almost crying like a petulant child, which, uh, uh, you know, yeah. and I mean, which, which our friend Suranda described it quite interestingly, where she said that uh, he pretty much declared jihad from the uh, United Nations General Assembly. So, Correct. Yeah, let him, let him declare jihad, otherwise he's not going to be alive. Uh-huh. He is so desperate right now to do something and prove himself that whatever he's trying to do, Yorkers or do the... Uh, whatever that deeds he was trying to throw out to uh, Trump, I, I I guess he is now in that dark alley no, where I, I he has think, to. I jump. think Imran is missing missing the whole point. I think the the, the issue isn't that now, but but I I. I'm not saying I sympathize or empathize. I'm saying I know from where he's coming from. He basically he's fighting for survival and fighting for relevance with his own army. So it is in his interest to keep up this, and it also sort of masks away from the disastrous situation Pakistan is economically, and you know with the FATF issue. But for with with every day to come, one can see this is slowly slipping away from Pakistan, and you can see the desperation because their whole strategy, quote unquote, seems to be that India has to react. And this, in spite of him getting a space in New York Times to write absolute nonsense, and almost the global media uh, sort of taking a very weird stance on Kashmir issue. But um, Indian government, thankfully, is not backing down, sticking to its stance. Now, the government probably needs to go on the house and say how the situation has changed and improved on the floor of the house. You know, whatever the communication, uh, in the internet blackout and stuff, you know, how it you know benefited and stuff, which they will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but what I'm saying is like, you know, and, globally, this is the uh, position of the Indian government has been very consistent. On this. And the couple that Imran Khan got by the United States by essentially asking why he is only concerned or Pakistan is only concerned with Muslims in Kashmir and not the Muslims in Uyghur constraint, uh, the, the Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps in China mm-hmm. is just a leopard because you know you guys don't have uh, the temerity to control your house. Tumari your Balochistan is restive. You can't damn build the brick, uh, the, the road, one build, one road project and complete it for China. You're begging uh, everywhere for money, last-minute bailouts, and yet he, here you are concerned about eight billion Kashmiris, um, as if you have the bandwidth to take on more, more and more uh, people. You mm-hmm. guys are overpopulated, mm-hmm. uh, have no water resources, and everybody showed them a, a big mirror. And in desperation, if they act as a country, uh, they are on their last leg. Jo diya bujne se pehle jada bhalta hai na adit, wohi kam hai inka, wohi ho raha hai. But I think what has happened now, I think, and it's it's more and more uh, sort of evident is that ultimately the, the global opinion on Kashmir and, you know, with respect to India is slowly moving uh, uh, forward. But right now it almost seems like Pakistan is stuck there. But any, in any case, this is this seems to be this, this seems to be the case. Um, before we wrap up, though, one one very interesting thing I have to bring up on on the whole United Nations thing. Uh, you know, Trump and Imran Khan were doing a joint press conference. And uh, there was a Pakistani reporter from ARY who asked Trump a question about Kashmir and stuff like that. And Trump turned to Imran saying, where do you get these people? Do they work for you? And then he said, this is an opinion and not a question. And that clip is stunning. You must watch that clip. You know, uh, everyone. And, I did. And then, I did. 
And, and then I think what you talk about China thing, I think Richard Haas asked him a question about this. Richard Haas was someone else. And I think Shekhar Gupta was breaking down his whole interview in his the clutter, where he said that Imran, um, <laughs> Imran essentially said something about our, our relationship with China is different. We talk to them internally. They don't, we don't talk to them publicly. So this is just bizarre. But, but before we wrap up, promote any closing comments and then we'll come to recommendations. Well, uh, only Malaysia and Turkey sided with uh, the two, uh, the, uh, the the desperate pleas of uh, Imran Khan, and I'm pretty sure Indian government will take a serious look at what needs to be done in uh, in Cyprus and Armenia, and uh, the world has has anyway looked at Erdogan as a as a losing monarch, the last Turkish monarch, as I call him. Mahathir Mohammad is already 90 years old, and with the kind of um, you know, losing ground that he is on, there's, you know, there's no way he's going to be able to, no, and, um, and I would you know, drive I would recommend Harita Pusarla's piece. Her foreign policy coverage is stunning. I mean, a very right. important part of Mindmakers. You must re, uh, read her piece. And maybe we should have her on, on a podcast one week to just talk about the foreign policy. Well, she is, uh, she is now taking uh, taking uh, your, uh, your role as... Uh, so you're going to move ahead and haan, absolutely in a spectacular no and and generally speaking this is this is the sad uh, part of Pakistani's propaganda is instead of concentrating on improving their economy they're hell-bent on destroying it uh, all the avenues of uh, funding is are getting closed hmm. and uh, I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel for Pakistan uh, uh, you know it's tunnel you know really uh, is closing very fast yeah and and one last thing I would say which was very interesting is also Prime Minister Modi meeting the leader of Iran so uh, not the Khomeini but the I think he met the, uh, the Prime Minister of Iran right? so uh, it was fascinating because there 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 is a diplomatic uh, well, engagement Oh, are you kidding me? There's in, in a few weeks, there's a, a summit between him and Xi Jinping mm-hmm. in Mahabalipuram in uh, Tamil Nadu. That is going to be huge again. And everybody wants to do business with India. That nobody wants to really mess with India in terms of uh, military, in terms of geopolitical sort of scenarios. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is better that Pakistan backs off when there's still time. Otherwise, there will be uh, there will be many Pakistans or little uh, uh, sort of countries. Uh, but before that, uh, uh, Pramod, closing comments, what's your take? Uh, sorry, not closing comments, I meant recommendations. What are your recommendations this week? Well, I'm going to recommend Arjun Sampath's book on uh, Savarkar because he's been uh, quoted by people from Pakistan without reading him. And people from India also need to read what Savarkar, Savarkar did. And you mean the Vikram Sampath's book? That he yeah, become Sampath's book on Veer Savarkar, right, okay. um, which is a spectacular insight on what the man went through and the the the, the uh, you know kind of brickbats that are thrown at him without understanding how dedicated the man was, how much he suffered in Kalapani. The kind of books he wrote, the first, he wrote a book on the first war of Indian independence, eighteen fifty seven. The man was a spectacular personality. And people need to get to know more about him, including Pakistanis. So please read that book, Vikram by Vikram Sampath. 
fascinating yes uh, we did uh, we did a whole show with vaibhav purandare uh, we did a whole show with uh, with vaibhav purandare uh, and uh, uh, on the whole savarkar thing and you know it was a very interesting thing so uh, vikram's uh, maybe we'll do a, uh, a thing with vikram sampat as well on this but uh, my 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 recommendation actually is is a netflix show i'm watching called bard of blood it's about it's this uh, you know oh my god i finished it Huh. I finished it. So that is, <laughs> I am. I am going to finish it tonight. So I, I am halfway through. I tell you what happened. Huh, no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought we were friends, Pramod. <laughs> so <laughs> you are my brother. <laughs> Uh, no, so इसीलिए मेरी टांग खींच रहे हैं बट नो कमिंग टू दैट इट्स 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 अ शो सेट इन पाकिस्तान अबाउट रेस्क्यूंग फ्यू प्रिजनर्स इन बलूचिस्तान एंड स्टाफ एंड इट्स अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग टेक अबाउट ऑन ऑन यू नो बलूचिस्तान द पॉलिटिक्स देयर विथ एंड होल तालिबान सिचुएशन एंड स्टफ लाइक दैट सो वॉच दैट शो अगेन इट्स नॉट द मोस्ट एक्यूरेट शो इन बलूचिस्तान पाकिस्तानी पॉलिटिक्स एंड सो फॉर्थ बट इट्स अ स्टार्ट you watch it and read more read the mind makers pieces on baluchistan we've done a terrific job on the whole baluchistan issue so i would i would recommend all of you to uh, you know uh, uh, read that but you know, sorry yes pramod finish up yeah I, uh, that is also my recommendation to watch because it has been so well made that i am uh, simply amazed that people did that kind of research so our people are really capable of producing international level Tele series. This is one such example because they shot it in amazing locations. And what I really liked about is the uh, research that went into it. So this is not just throwing some wild uh, names and uh, situations. They did a lot of uh, back, uh, uh, you know, sort of back end research to get the material out. Absolutely fascinating. uh do read it people do watch it people and you know um, you know let us know what you think if you disagree with it then let us know what parts of it you disagree but uh whatever it is you agree disagree we'll be back next week with more uh, more perspective more guests more discussions till then uh, stay tuned keep listening to my podcast keep reading mind makers we'll see you soon thank you